0: Hey, it's really Black Girls with Farah Hanafnan, representing Everyday Black Millennium Women. And today, give me glory or give me Lori, whatever it was that future said, we are breaking down the five tips that we have learned as Muslimas from Lori Harvey. Sit back and write right out with us. Hey, Farah, good morning. How are you?
1: alhamdulillah how are you doing i'm doing good
0: alhamdulillah i'm super excited for this episode we dropped the title on instagram and everybody's like i've never heard what she sounds
1: like. i know i know i had to go look on youtube to be like and what just to let everyone know we will be discussing the uh the finesse of laurie harvey okay yeah i'm super <laughs> Yeah, I'm really excited about this topic, but when we dropped the Clubhouse topic last night, people were like, gang, gang, I put a reminder in my phone, And I was like, yeah. uh-oh, like we gotta deliver. <laughs> yeah, the
0: notifications like kept going off. People were like, you know, cause what we put in the, we put as a description is that we haven't heard her voice. But there's lots of lessons to learn, right? And yeah. so a lot of people were uh, messaging like, "Damn, I haven't heard her voice." And when we were kind of playing this episode. You had kind of shared with us that um, she has like the allure of Beyonce back in the day when people didn't really know her and she hadn't really been doing her documentaries.
1: Uh, Yeah, so just to give you guys a little history about our girl, Lori Harvey. I'm loving everything that's coming from her camp. She's 24 years old or 24 years young, as we call it, right? And just has a finesse of, I can't even quantify. And granted, I want to make a preface, you know, I don't want to idolize her and her dating history, but she seems to have the game down locked. And I'm sure that there has been some turmoil in the relationship, but the way that she carries herself and her confidence, we decided to examine what's been going on or at least what we get to see as, public you know right (laughs) and so just to tell you guys more about her she's 24 years old she's the stepdaughter of steve harvey and the daughter daughter of marjorie harvey and so she has a dating history that's wow 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 you know i think she has dated uh meek mill actually expressed his interest to her but he never got her i don't think oh his christmas (laughs) <laughs> yes his christmas list and then she did date future future said uh what did he say in one of his songs he was like give me um give me glory give me lori that's victory <laughs> so he ended up getting what he wanted uh yes. she's dated both uh little combs the sun combs and p diddy john combs um she's needed a soccer player um what's his name malcolm is it let me look this i gotta look this up y'all his name is nipa okay yeah and then she's also dated Trey Songs. That's yeah. what's known about, right? And we've seen pictures. And then recently, it, there were some pictures being kind of thrown up in the late uh, 2020 of her and our boy, the sexiest man alive in 2020, Michael B. Jordan, right? Wow. And then they um, were on a trip, a snow trip, and then posted these really cute like photos. And I'm, everyone died. <laughs>
0: everyone, everybody. And then the pet names too. I know you saw that Turtle yeah. and Nugget. What are they? Yes, yeah, so he calls her Turtle and she calls him Nugget and the internet has been trying to figure out what the hell does that mean? And, and the comments were like, I, she, she called Turtle cause she got that
1: snapper. She oh girl, I don't know what she got. She's got the, she she got got the She's got something. Got the confidence. And Afnan, we <laughs> are going to break it down here because I, you know, I got lessons to learn, and I'm definitely ten years her senior. Okay.
0: <laughs> Listen, we love so I, I put in the in the description that we're gonna reverse engineer. Y'all know I love me some good steps, some structure. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we're about to get into it. There's five major tips and lessons learned that we really got when we like took a look. Like, okay you know maybe her lifestyle doesn't match yours whatever but like you cannot deny no matter where you are and what your personal beliefs are that she does have some some you know confidence about her she's Mm -hmm. doing something right okay she's doing something right so Mm -hmm. we're gonna go into five tips super excited so I'm gonna jump into the very first one so make sure you guys stick to the very end to get the fifth one okay so the first one is that she clearly doesn't care about what people think and I love this Mm -hmm. I love this like when she, she just turned 24 and the internet was going on about how you know if if Lori don't do anything she's going to have a new man on her birthday right every year, <laughs> every year right yeah, I and i really that. love the fact that um People were saying like, it's always new excitement and she don't really, she doesn't really care. And then the fact that like, people were like, she's really only 24. That means she conquered future and Trey songs and had a fiance and all of this stuff, right? right. Before she even in her twenties, like her early twenties, like we're not even talking about 25, right? Yeah. So I really love that. And, and in terms of like, how does this apply to like Muslim women? In my mind, it really means like, do what makes you happy. Fuck what your auntie have to say. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I love my aunties. I know I always be throwing shade at the aunties. I really do love them it's like but you know you always got that one who's criticizing you about like oh you should do this and oh you should at least at least in our culture that there, there tends to be that onto, like always gives like that unsolicited advice. And I can't lie that like before you're married, like it could be really upsetting. And it could be, you know, when people are pressuring you to do X, Y, and Z versus like you pursuing your genuine best life. And so I think that's one thing that we can learn from her is in terms of like releasing your, your chains and your attachment to what people who really don't matter in terms of how happy you are with your life and letting it go and doing your own thing. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Because did you see that video of her mom before she went out to college and her mom was yes. trying to tell her and school her. And we know her dad wrote, what was it? Uh, Think like a lady, act like a man or whatever. Yeah. That was the title. But that book was like rooted in misogynistic, like old school dating behavior. It was. And uh Lori Harvey took everything right and created her own life. And like, it's like, this is the way I'm living. Is very open about it, as you can tell, because I think she's brought all these booze to her family gatherings. You know, we saw Michael B. Jordan over here trying to blow out some candles with her. She's like, hold back, sit back. (laughs) And another thing about like why she, how I noticed that she doesn't really care about what people think is that she posts people to her main grid and deletes them like it never happened. Right? (laughs) It's like she does not care, bruh. She's like, you can, you made it to the main grid. But I will, I will delete you. And she's known to like unfollow people when she stops dating them. So yeah. we'll discuss that a little further. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. You hit on some great points about the aunties. Cause I know when I was her age, I was definitely listening to them and they definitely gave me horrible advice. <laughs> so yeah. really like the answers are within you always
0: always like if you get quiet enough for sure we're not even going to go into that in this episode but yeah for sure you have to and here's the thing like I definitely have some aunties who in terms of like setting up my life and being like a responsible young woman like invaluable feedback right but you by yourself have to understand that you're not going to be a clone copy of anybody so you take what applies and you throw away what doesn't right you like thank you for the advice then you keep it pushing but you can't be afraid to reinvent yourself and Mm -hmm. to go after what makes. Makes you happy, which gets us into our second tip, but I want you to get into it. Yeah, so,
1: you know, when we were examining it, we were like, yo, um, what's the opposite of love? And it's right. not hate, it's fear, right? Yeah. Yes. Mean, our, our, you know, friend of the pod is, I, I wish she would be, you know, if she was still alive, but uh, Nina Simone said right. that freedom is truly an absence of fear right? And this walks around with finesse. Like there is an absolute level of freedom that we we examine. Granted, we don't know her her personal life. And I want to kind of like inject that every single time we say something, right? Right, right, right. But from what we're examining, she just moves with abundance. Like she moves with the idea that love by giving love, she's not losing out on anything, right? And sometimes we like to hoard or hold on to love because you feel like people are not deserving, but it's really, it's really kind of, creating kind of a canker or sore within you right because mm-hmm. love is in abundance it's something that you should be giving you should be practicing it in every modality of every relationship that you have right from yeah. siblings to your mama to your friends like just that's something that i've been working on of nan It's just you know i think growing up in um you know these east african uh households our parents were like i feed you i clothe you the life for i love you you know but that's it, it. That was it but they didn't say i love you right and so mm-hmm. something that i've been working on is just like yo just profess it just be like i love you okay and just it don't do cost that. you nothing Yeah, it costs you nothing and really will i'd be like oh i'm uncomfortable right yeah <laughs> but i'm like i want to work through that discomfort and yeah, when that's awesome worry, like, I, I just see, she's posting who she wants. She's over here in the pool with future, you know, like putting, posting people in their stories. And it just shows that she has an absence of fear regarding. Yeah. And she did in that, in the one interview that I saw that when she spoke, cause I was like, I gotta hear this girl's voice, right? right. Um, she was like, mom, I got this, right? She has an you, abs- you have
0: nothing to worry about. She
1: has nothing to worry about. And I don't think she's an enigma in the sense that she, when she goes through maybe some heartbreak, right? She, um I think she does a good job from how we swiftly see her move from one relationship to the next of like knowing, hey, there's someone else out there. Like I know that I'm worth a, a level of, or I deserve a level of care and compassion that I want. And if someone's not able to give that to me, then ha, I'm moving uh, on. Mm-hmm. So that's I love what you different. said yesterday.
0: Yeah. yeah, I love what you said yesterday. You said she knows that she can have a snow fight and there's gonna be another snow fight with another sexy man next year. <laughs>
1: did i say that these jokes that i come up with these i
0: literally wrote that down and i think that's so right like it, going back to her page right I think it's really amazing that she doesn't operate in this current relationship in terms of what the future will mean and what the past will mean right and I really love that you said that yesterday she's letting us into her love life in a way that very clearly shows that she's in the present moment which I think is really really important I think oftentimes as women we're thinking so much about what the present moment means in context of other people's perceptions and in terms of what that means about about who we are as people, who we are as women, who we are as Muslims, who we are as spiritual women. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that she does a really great job again, from what we can see, right? Um, That she's very much just living her best life and doing what makes her happy, which is amazing, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. take lessons, right? Cause we want to examine this with the spiritual rooted kind of Muslima lens, right? So the way that we see that, like she's moving on, right? And like absence of fear and knowing that she gives everything in the present moment, her all right. But then she knows that there's not an absence of love that if this doesn't work out and doesn't, you know, Uh, come to fruition what she wanted, then that she can move on, you know, and so again, you know, uh, she is 24 years young, she's probably not looking to get married, but she was engaged at some point when she was younger to the player. So I think she's moving along in her life, like there's not an absence here. There's abundance of both suitors that are interested in her, right? And that if someone doesn't meet her criteria, someone else will.
0: Yep. Period. I love that. And that takes us actually into our third uh, lesson that we've learned from her, which is that she is the prize. And I love this one because I think as women, we know this, we've been getting a lot more of this from the media, but like... You know, to manage our self worth and to be thoughtful about pursuing versus chasing. This is a phrase that you used when we were doing our planning meeting, but I kind of really like that you how you phrase this, right? I think going back to the first lesson, right? I think pursuing um is based out of love, right? Like, oh, I believe I'm deserving, I believe I'm worthy, I believe I I will have, and so I pursue, right? With healthy boundaries. But chasing, on the other hand, is um relentless yeah. and maybe ignores signs that it's not the the best thing for us, or actually isn't even what we really want, but just for the sake of whatever, whatever energy that we're feeling, whether it's inadequacy or whether it's fear or whatever the case may be. So pursuing versus chasing, I think she pursues, yeah. and, and we don't know the details, right, of exactly if you know if they're so interested in her that they come into her world, or she expresses their interest in them, however that goes. But I really like that, like that kind of balance, and I think her understanding her worth helps her walk and talk yeah. and move in this universe to where she knows. Knows that she's got the it sauce, right? And her mom also said that too, which is, you know, maybe an indication that she's been getting that message a lot from when she was younger that, you know, baby girl, it's you. You know, you're not even just gold and platinum, you know, you're the best of the best, and and, and to carry yourself that way. And I think that Islam also does a good job of having like really amazing examples in our history in terms of women's worth, right? And so, Khadija vibes, hashtag Khadija vibes. <laughs> Right. So, you know, you know, if you guys, you know, don't know, Khadija actually pursued the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, you know, she was an older woman and she decided that she liked his character and she decided to express her interest in him. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think Islamically, we get things mixed up with culture, which are two completely different things. And Islamically, there's nothing wrong with the woman expressing interest in the man that she has, or the man that she's interested in having, excuse me. And I think that Lori has some characteristics of that in the sense of her fearlessness going back to number two and number one of, of being, um, of being honest enough with herself. That's like, Hey, this is something I'm interested. I'm going to go for it.
1: Exactly. And so that's totally it. And when we think about the prophetic tradition, this is all up and through it, right? These women who are self-assured who aim Mm -hmm. higher and know what they deserve. Right. And then also are like, Um, they're demanding more. And so when I look back at like my earlier dating history, I look back at the times that I stayed quiet or didn't request anything out of not fear, but maybe it was rooted in fear around like, oh, I don't want to dishevel what could be going on or bring up something um, that I know that I want more of, but just out of fear, you know, I decide to stay quiet. And so I think she's going into it, right? As we examine her from the outside in that she's going in and You know, knowing that she wants more, is self-assured that she deserves it and that she's the prize and that she's deserving of exactly what she wants. And she's demanding it, of course, in a, I'm sure not in a rude way, but is requesting of her needs.
0: In a way that, I mean, she's getting it. I mean, she's in the relationships that many people want to be in. So she's, exactly. she's
1: doing something exactly. right. So that, And I think that's a big thing, you know, and you told me this one time, I think, you know, I was talking to someone and I asked you for advice and you're like, yo, this it's written for you, bruh. So anything that you could say that you feel like is going to ruin a, a situation, it's not going to ruin it. It's yours, if it's yours, you know? Right. And so go ahead. Of course, you want to do it with, you know, the best of the best behavior, right? And the best intentions, but you request your needs, right? And what's there to lose a person, brother, 7 billion of them. Okay,
0: exactly. (laughs) And I, and and I want to be honest, right? Like, I definitely know it's easier to say than to do, right? Like, I definitely realized, and I was in that place at one point myself where, you know, I really, really wanted to be married, right? Yeah. I was um, very much interested and I I couldn't see it in front of me. There wasn't like a whole bunch of like men. I was just like, oh, I could choose him or him or him at the time, at least from where I was in my life, my environment, who I was around all the time, et cetera, right? And I remember that I had to, right before I actually met Fred, I had to release it and realize that if Allah destined it for me, he could FedEx me a man from overseas overnight, tomorrow. Yeah. tomorrow.
1: Yeah. And
0: and for me, and I'm going to be very transparent, it took one of those instances for me to understand that, right? Mm-hmm. Like it it went from a random moment of like, I was totally by myself. I wasn't really pursuing anything. I really wanted to be married. And then I was introduced through family to a potential husband. Yeah. Um, And he, at the time, this is before I met Fred, obviously, he checked all the boxes and it was crazy because he had literally come from overseas. You know, he was studying abroad and working. You know, to save up his money and then come back. Um, and he also was like close enough to the family that my family really liked the idea. Right. And then the other thing is out of all the places he was moving, he moved to DC, which was really close to where I was. And he happened to be moving right as I was getting ready to transition to another part of my life. So what that? I mean, obviously things didn't work out and there's no love lost, but what that showed me in that situation was that, you know, because I was praying really, really hard, I believe Allah gave me a sign to say, see what I can do for you, sis. Like just because you can't see him doesn't mean he's not out there. Right. Doesn't mean like, I don't have the perfect guy for you that I can literally, in my mind, I literally said, FedEx overnight to you from anywhere in the world, right? right? Who could answer your prayers, right? And connections that your 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 prayers could never have imagined, your draws could never have anticipated. Yeah. And so that was really powerful for me, and I'm glad that I had that experience because anytime my faith is a little weak, because you know we all have those moments,
1: mm-hmm. I think back
0: to you know the Allah that I know, the God that I know, my Creator is able to to make those miracles, miracles to us, right, happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I if I really believe in that and I let go of like I have to find him on my own, right? Which as a control freak, I I have to work on consistently between
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Between like co-creating and me being like the master of my soul, right? Yeah. Um and so I, I say that to share that with others who may be in that place now that I'm not like just trying to preach at you, like, oh, just wait, sis, because that shit is hard. This shit is hard yeah. to yeah. like to see. You know, I remember being there with like friends were getting married. And I'm like, damn, when is it gonna be my time? Because I had zero prospects on the horizon, right?
1: Yeah. And so
0: I, I want to share that. I think having that energy about you keeps you open to those opportunities because when you're rooted in that fear or when you're rooted in that like negative space, sometimes unintentionally you can close off. The, the moments that could lead to a lasting love. Does that
1: make sense? No, and it's really rooted in being certain in our creator, right? And I recent not recently, but like a little while ago, I decided to like, there was an ex, I was like, I'm done, like, leave me alone. No pop-up text messages, yeah. blacked him on everything. You know, yeah. I was just like, block 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 Cause I know I was like, he's surveilling me, you know? Yeah. And then Wallahi, like, as soon as I closed that door, the next day, Allah, like, brought someone who checked off everything. And it just, you know, uh, that situation, you know, you're unsure of like what's coming up with that, but it just gave me like more, less about that person, more about Allah and his ability Mm -hmm. to leave gifts and prizes for you at any, any moment, you know? So I think it's really like having certainty in our creator. And I've expressed this, especially on Clubhouse. I love Clubhouse because that information leaves as soon as you say it, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's no trail. There's
0: no trace, there's no record.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's no trace, there's no record. So you can be a little more vulnerable on that platform. You look at like, who's listening? You're like, okay, they're not
0: listening. I can tell you I can
1: tell y'all, <laughs> right? but. Yeah, it's it's you just have no idea, and I and I personally have kind of an issue around, or I'm working around, kind of trusting Allah and having more towaqal of Allah's plan. You know, yeah. like we have God consciousness, and I think that's probably the easiest. Tawaqal is something I think is probably a harder aspect of faith of like really relinquishing and surrendering. And that's what? my word, of 2021, surrender. Really, like, that is my word. I was like, I'm not going to do goals my, my main intention this year is to surrender. Yeah. Like be on Allah's like magic carpet. You know, I'm Aladdin up in this place. Like I'm going to ride.
0: Yeah. As a resource to you guys, but I unintentionally put me on like this Oprah train that really helped me like understand it. And so while, while Oprah, Oprah, for example, obviously is not Muslim, I think she breaks down her experience with her creator in a way that a lot of modern Muslims can understand. If you're not like super versed or whatever the case may be, or you're just looking to try to get your mind wrapped around it. There is a YouTube video where she is doing an empowerment speech for essence. And she talks about how she really wanted the color purple. And she talks through you know, her drive of like, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, her like intensity around trying to get this role and then her hitting a wall, which she felt like she then had to release it because it was consuming her. And the minute she released it, she got a call from Steven Spielberg. So if you guys haven't seen that and you're trying to figure out like, okay, well, this is something I'm working on too. Like if not, I'm working on, but if it's something that you as a listener are working on, that's something I would definitely recommend. So maybe we can like link that or something, but For sure. I, I love that. I love that.
1: You know, as we go into number four, and this is kind of in the realm of my word of 2021 around surrender, but it's around detachment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you know a lot about this, right? Especially with Louise Hayes and affirmations um, and manifestations, but the idea of like, you know, you know that, that this is this is what's coming to you, right? But then also not holding on to it, right? Yeah. And with Lori Harvey, she what looks like has masterfully masterfully created a a space, um, a paradigm, if you will, you know, a vacuum yeah. <laughs> where things are happening at a rate that I don't completely understand. But yeah. she is like moving around with no baggage, you know. Mm-hmm. And if she does have baggage, she's giving them to these niggas, right? She's like, hold my back. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and so, you know, I'm sure she's going in, she's examining herself, she's 24 too. So I, you know, Mm -hmm. I I do think that the brain doesn't fully develop, you know, data has suggested until you're around 24, but she's learning lessons around like moving forward. Right. And like being of, um, I posted this on Instagram one day, I was like, I'm rooted, but I flow. Right. And so it's yeah. this idea of like, you have your morals, you have your values, but you're not like anchored so deeply yeah. in that, that you're not willing to evolve within your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And then take these experiences and learning lessons. Yeah. Another thing, like life is all about being in relation with people. And so mm-hmm. to think that you're not going to be hurt or that, you know, things are not going to go exactly the way that you want it would be asinine, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I th- I'm reading this book and I'm getting very Trump-like vibes from this author. So I'm about to do it. <laughs> like the subtle art of not giving, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he's, he's giving me Trump vibes. So I was about to turn it off. But I, I recently got the public library card. I renewed my card. And they yes. forget Audible. Audible costs $14.99 a month. Yeah. And it's free. So I was like, never yeah. again. But he yeah. says um, that we what's guaranteed in life is suffering. And it, the idea is like, who will you suffer with? You know? And yeah. suffering. And he goes, you know, you have questions. You answer the questions, right? But then you have more questions. That's life. And if you're not willing to evolve, right? And move on and detach from previous experiences around current present ones or what you want for yourself, you will be stuck. You will literally be stuck. And so life, dating, relationship, we're all in relation with each other, both on like the self the community, globally, nationally, we're in relation with each other. And so if you, of course we want things for ourselves, right? But then as we move, like we have to be able to flow with the experience of life. And I think that's what detachment is, is knowing what's coming for you, but like moving on with a high self-regard that whatever's coming for you will come and it will be the best thing for you.
0: Yeah. And that, and that goes back to the spirituality thing. And that's really, really hard. Like mm-hmm. as much as I know that it's, it's not as easy to live in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially when you're trying to find the balance between like, we talk about dry manifestation all the time. And I think Camelia did a really great job in explaining that, you know, our friend of the pod, we love her. <laughs> Mashallah. Um, so, you know, she was talking about how you go for the things that you really want. Right. It, from a place of love and again all of these things are like tying right back into each other right yeah yes and then when Allah when Allah is redirecting you it, it might look like opposition it might look like damn a door is slamming in my face but if you're so focused on the one in front of you you're trying to get into you may not see you know girl you got five more that you can walk through you know what I mean yeah so I love the way that you kind of, uh, that you kind of um, illustrated that in terms of like being open to your next blessing. Cause it's, it's super true. And that actually takes us into our, ne- our next one, right. Yeah. In terms of like, as you're making your journey through from one blessing to the another with baggage or without, right. Yeah. Like, I think that Lori Harvey does a really great job in terms of enhancing her own natural beauty, right. Yeah. Like when she steps out, you see a full, at least from what we can see, right. Yeah. You see like a full woman who has taken energy, time, investment into making herself, you know, looking her best. And it really just exudes confidence. And I think, you know, Islam also encourages us as spiritual and and and, and believing women to yeah. make sure that we're doing that work ourselves. Right. And so I loved how you know you had talked about earlier about making sure that you're holding your head up high and your shoulders back and then walking with confidence. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I think in terms of like loving ourselves from the inside, but also treating ourselves with respect and dignity on the outside as well. You know, like, are you getting good sleep? Right. And it's like the obvious things, but they do so much. Like when your mental is right and your routines are right yeah. and your spirituality is, is right. Um, and then like, you're actually taking care of yourself, You're exercising. you're moving your body or whatever feels good yeah. to you. Like you are unmatched, unmatched,
1: unmatched. right? Yeah. And so I I love this group called the Nat Ministry. They are my absolute favorite. You know, I think in a a uh, capitalistic society where we choose productivity over relax, relaxation. They call yeah. relaxation and taking care of yourself and self-care as an act of resistance, you know? So I, you know, when you were talking, I was just like, oh man, I, I, I also feel for the people who need two or three jobs to sustain themselves and their families. Right. Yeah. But like, It is literally an act of resistance to take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. And when you have the ability to have moments of rest, relaxation, yoga whatever it is for you whatever your your healing practice is take that moment and i think what we we know that you know, she's probably, you know, not to demonize her, but she's enhanced herself in ways that probably cost money, right? But like, when we look at it, um, and if sis, if that's what you want to do, you do it, right? Right? Uh, There are plenty of resources. But I think what Afnan and I, what we're kind of talking about is like enhancing yourself on the spiritual, go to therapy if you can, or a life coach, right? Write in a journal daily to reflect on your thoughts, do affirmations, there's so many things that you could be doing. And, you know, I also want to touch on um how black women are like oversexualized in our yes. culture right and so um even the things that we wear can be considered you know more you know we could be fully clothed and it's considered like oh that sis is voluptuous and it's like sis i got a jellabia on like leave me alone right right, <laughs> right? So we're often told as black women to shrink ourselves because we have stature a lot of the time, right? Whether it's height, whether it's our body, whether it's our physique, whether it's our skin, it's just something that people try to exoticize and it's not cute sis, right? Like when people try to do that to us. So our, our goal in saying that she enhances herself is to like hold yourself high in high regard, Roll those shoulders back, and this is this is you know, I in middle school or high school, I think my friends and in Jess, right, um, would call me Gretchen, right, because I had the glasses, I was studying hard, my shoulders would be tense, right, Gretchen <laughs> from recess. So it's just like relax, put them shoulders back, you know, like get to know yourself. Who are you? Like look at yourself in the mirror. Like what do you, what do you want? And that might be the hardest question you ask yourself is what do you want and articulate that. So yeah. when enhancing yourself. Just be committed to you and your relaxation, your tranquility, your needs and your wants. Because if you're not good, sis, ain't no good. Like you can't take care of the people in your life. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I love that you ended on that because you, as women, we always want to give. We're socialized and conditioned to give all the time. And the fact of the matter is you just can't give from an empty cup. And I know that like women who take really, really good care of themselves get flacked. But at the end, at the end of the spectrum, sometimes you know, women who don't invest as much time, energy in the way that society says, they're also demonized at the same time. And so it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But the point of what we're trying to say is that, you know. Be fearless in how you care for yourself, going back to rule number one, regardless of what other people think, right? You want to, you know, you want to do that facial, sis, go do that facial. You want to get your massage, go do the massage. You want to, you know, enhance yourself to where you feel good. Like, honestly, there's nothing I feel like I can't do when I have clean hair and fresh eyebrows and a massage. Like, <laughs> just, That's yes.
1: my if my house is clean, ooh, yeah. I'm out, you know,
0: yeah. <laughs> and all of those are, are correct and uh, completely amazing ways to take care of yourself. Yeah. And I think like, and every time she shows up on my timeline, you could just see that like, at least with what it seems like is like this piece about her, about like, I know who I am. I know how I'm moving in this world. I know what I value and what I don't. And I'm here like all the way here. And I just love that. Right. I just love that. So see this super...
1: from Lori Harvey. She's yes. the goat in my book. <laughs> She's the goat. You can't
0: deny it. The girl, the girl know what the hell she's doing. Cause that 24 child
1: finesse, mashallah. I'm going to give her a mashallah. Like, yeah. that's it. we love it. We love to see yeah. it.
0: So those are our five tips. We're going to recap them really quickly in case that you missed them. So number one is don't care about what people think. Let go of your auntie's slick comments, sis. Okay. Number two is that she's a fearless. She's fearless. She's not afraid to pursue what she wants and what makes her happy. Um, And she knows that she, where one man walks off or is not in her life anymore, she will have another. And that applies to every area of our life. Number three is that she is the prize. She has self-worth. She's not so much chasing as she is pursuing. And that can, again, extend to other parts of your life as well. Healthy detachment is number four, right? So that she's present in this moment. She's fully immersed in this moment without overthinking what's going to happen in the future and what's happening in the past. Um, And then number five is that she enhanced her natural beauty and really, really prioritizes self-care, which we all really appreciate. So I love this conversation. This is super fun. Not nearly as fun and as interesting as our clubhouse conversation that happened last night.
1: Yeah. So, (laughs) So,
0: yeah. So if you guys, if you guys love our episodes, uh, we're on clubhouse every week where we're just having a conversation about whatever our topic is or other topics that may come up. So if you guys are not on um, our clubhouse, make sure that you guys join us at Rooted Black Girl. But thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Peace.